Hi, and welcome to Dare to Dream. This is your host, Debbie Dashinger. I first want to thank the sponsors for the show, Dr. Dane here and Access Consciousness. They do amazing energy work out into the world. And if you would like to become a facilitator, get introduced to some of their products or attend a workshop online or knock on wood in person, go to drdanehere.com or accessconsciousness.com. Highly recommended. This podcast has been nominated for two People's Choice Podcast Awards as well as a Webby Award. We are consistently ranked in the top 100 best podcasts in all of self-improvement in the USA. And this week we are trending in the top podcasts in South Korea, in Vietnam, and in Portugal. We've been trending a lot in Portugal. I want to thank people globally for really understanding this number one transformation conversation and for being on the path because you're listening because you are on the path too for transformation. It's important to you. I'm a certified coach and my expertise is visibility in media. I coach people to write a page turner book. I also have a company that takes author's books to a guaranteed international bestseller. And the third leg of my visibility hub is the ultimate visibility formula. I show you how to get booked to be interviewed on radio and podcasts and get massive results. And if you'd like free tips, free tools, free templates, and videos on how you can be interviewed, my gift to you, go to debbydashinger.com slash message. That's D-E-B-B-I-D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com slash message. I am really excited today. I have some very special people here, and we're going to do a rare panel. And I really love these. I really like getting uh, like-minded people together and talking about a particular subject. And the subject today is going to be around transformation. So if you've ever had to pivot, then today's podcast is definitely for you. I am speaking with the brilliant, inspirational authors of the new international best-selling book, The Untold Secret to My Transformation. You know, at various junctures in everybody's life, we're called willingly, not willingly, but we have to find new ways to move forward to a better life. So if we can learn to master the art of transformation, just imagine the spectacular possibilities for living a very full and exciting life. Each of the chapters in this amazing anthology book shares wonderful wisdom that's revealed by the authors, and the authors are Fran Fisher, Art Geyser, Karen Abrams, and Barbara LaRocca, each disclosing something essential in their quest to reinvent their lives where surprises were discovered, positively altering their lives forever. So they share their wisdom in the book and then here with you today. So these insights can be life-changing for you as well. If you would like to go more and also go deep and get this book, this amazing book, ebook, print book, it is available on Amazon. The name is The Untold Secret to My Transformation, a spiritual, sexy, financially freeing journey. And the link to Amazon will be in the show notes and you can go there to get a copy of your book. 
And I welcome to Dare to Dream all the authors of The Untold Secret to My Transformation. It's great to have you. Welcome, welcome. And they're all so smart and they all muted themselves, but you can unmute yourselves. And I'm going to do a little introduction. Barbara, I'm going to start with you. You look gorgeous, by the way. And I'm so glad you're here. Barbara's here from Brazil. So this is an international group. Just share a little bit, if you would. Who are you and what do you do out in the world? Um, I'm a coach. I'm a counselor. I'm an energy healer. Um, I do, I've been doing so many things over the years. I stopped counting. Been, been in mm -hmm. private practice for 35 years. Um, and I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, groups, and inspirational talks. Um, Barbara, I want to ask you this, because you and I just had a really interesting zero degrees of separation. And I, I think it's uncanny, because I live in the US, you live in Brazil. How is this possible? But as it turns out, you know somebody, you know two people I went to high school with. And they met you because of your healing abilities. And I mean, it's just so bananas, right? They know me since I'm a kid. I, and it came up because of this book. So I, I want to ask you what kind of healing you do. Like who's attracted to you? What kind of work? Is there anything in particular that you help people with? It's, it, it's a variety of things. But I often work with people who are professional because they don't usually reach out to others as easily. So often that's one of the groups and I would be doing something about resetting the course. If they're off course, resetting it. If it's physical, I help them get rid of the, the energetic reasons why the physical problem is there. Um, sometimes I'll be working on a healing, energy healing, so that when they actually go into their doctors or whatever they're, you know, whatever's next, mm -hmm. that it's more effective. Um, I've actually, and aches and pains sometimes we getting rid of them, uh, worked with a woman with a, a migraine and we just walked her out of it. Uh, there are other things, but, uh, in addition is helping somebody get their relationship in order, uh, get their, if somebody's going through major testing, somebody was, uh, sitting for the bar exam, we got, I, I was able to get the energy, you know, fixed so we, they could get their exam done. Uh, in the groups I do, uh, the people get into their energy. Um, I hate to use the word energy so much. Uh, they get into their, their higher form of connecting with their own abilities. That's what I want somebody to have their own abilities. So I teach that. One-on-one, um, -on -one, sometimes I'm just helping somebody find their own practical solutions. Uh, because that's uh, the smartest people I know have the hardest time getting the simplest answers. Yeah, I understand that. And I want to say, when you talk about helping someone for the bar, I get that. As somebody who's a certified wine specialist, moi, uh, and I had to take tests, you know, many of the words were in Spanish for Spanish wines, Italian wines. It was difficult. And when you can get your mind out of the way, it's amazing what you could do. So this is brilliant. And the other thing is because I've recently started singing professionally again, I'm having a different experience learning music. Not as easy for some reason as when I did it all the time. So this idea of um, just having a lot of capacity so you can learn 
and you know execute things with great ease that's that alone is huge on top of all the other healing that you do well opening to bringing in the answers and bringing in abilities that you I, I try to key the person into how are they going to bring in an answer or an ability when they need it without knowing how they're going to get it because that that is very frightening for some folks and if they can yeah. get a sense of how they're going to do it. That's it. They've got it made. Yeah, it's true. It can be, can be very deb debilitating just thinking about the test itself. Um, right. So I thank you. I really appreciate those examples. I get it. I get it. And I'll bring on the next person because you guys are connected and you were actually even friends before this book and colleagues in knowing each other in the healing world. So someone else who's quite big out there, Art Geyser. Uh, welcome, Art, to the show. It's so great to have you and congratulations, best-selling author. So tell Thank us you. About, yeah. Tell us about who you be and what you do. Well, before I do, I, I have to tell everybody, I, I had the first draft book sitting around for a couple of years and I just couldn't get myself to finish it. And one session with Debbie and all of a sudden, had a whole different attitude about it. So I wanted to salute your work. Mm. And then what did you ask me? I forgot. Thank you. That's so cool. And I'll just give for anyone listening or watching a little background. And that's super cool of you. Thanks. You know, I'm a book writing coach. And um, so these were actually some of my students who got together and said, let's, they're writing their own books and they're going to be amazing books because we also get to read in class. So I know. And they also said, let's create something big together. So they did this anthology book. So that was the reference. And Art, yeah, we want to know more about you. And what do you do out in the world, in the energetic NLP world? Well, I, I like to say I do woo-woo without the woo-woo. What I mean <laughs> by that very is, good. Um, from when I was a little kid, the two things that interested me were science and, and the mystical you know, ESP and the powers of the unconscious mind. And I've always had both trends in me. And in fact, I spent 11 years managing a research lab for the University of California Medical School in San Francisco. I work with uh, Fortune 50 companies on leadership and team development. So I have a very grounded, practical part of me. And I'm very out there in a lot of other ways in terms of energy work and spirituality in I'm the creator of Energetic NLP. And for those of you who don't know what NLP is, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's a really, really powerful system for personal change, for making really deep changes. Um, even if you haven't heard of NLP, you've heard of the most famous person in our field, is Tony Robbins. And he has his own way of doing things, but the core of his power to transform people's lives comes from NLP. And I think he started in NLP about a year before I did. We are pretty much very similar time. But I, I realized early on that if I combined NLP, which is very practical, with spiritual principles, with transformative and healing energy work, with uh, clairvoyance, channeling, intuition development, you had something that was much more powerful than any of those one systems by themselves. And that was the birth of energetic NLP. I know that you teach worldwide and now, of course, you're online a lot, as we all right. are, but you definitely have an international presence. But I heard this question, so somebody's asking it. Do you also teach what you do so people can learn to do it or become facilitators? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, 
in June, late in June, I'll be starting another uh, program, an advanced program in energetic NLP. So I, I also do online and on-demand programs. I do shorter things that are targeted around, like one's on deep self-love, another one's on um, uh, opening up uh, and clearing blocks to business and career success. But, I, but my pride and joy is a, a year-long program where people learn how to master energetic NLP and and they all do really miraculous things by the end. Well, actually, they start doing really miraculous things pretty early on. And because I haven't said this yet, but one of the things that I, I 100% believe is that every single person on the planet has miraculous abilities. That this old idea that some of us were born with special gifts. And believe me, my, my ego would love that. It would be fun, if, <laughs> but it's just not true. Anybody who wants to, it's not everybody's interest, desire, or path, but anybody who wants to develop their abilities to work with energies and to uh, be able to read energies, know things that there's no way you can know, transform their own and other people's lives energetically, literally anybody can do that. It's a natural human gift. And for those who are really resonating with art, if you're enjoying the way he is and the way he shares information, something that's very unique about art is that he actually writes the way he speaks. And I say that as a book writing coach, because most of us don't, including myself, there's actually a big, there's the writer, there's the speaker, but literally he speaks as he writes. So when you read his work, you can feel the energy and there's a lot of um, wisdom. We're gonna get to everybody's chapter in a minute and I'm excited to get there. So I wanted to spend just a little well, thank time. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it is actually a unique ability by the way. So um, your miraculous way of writing. And I, <laughs> I want the listeners, you know, just to see like who's behind the pages before we even get into the pages. So, Proud of them, I am. And um, we'll move on to number three, Karen. And Karen Abrams, welcome to Dare to Dream. You, this show has been around 14 years this June. Ah! And uh, over the years, well, it's been a while, but I think you'll have to correct me and we'd have to go back and really check, but probably art's been on once before last year. You, Karen, have been on I'm guessing six times at least, because we did a whole series together plus independent interviews. So I want to say welcome back to the show, Mama. It's been too long. Thank you. Feels good to be back here with you. Uh, I think it's at nine. I was thinking about that. I think it's about nine times. Awesome. So it's nice to come back for number 10. So thank you mm -hmm. for, for bringing me in. As an author. Wow. Yay! Different hat on, huh? Yeah. So I guess you want to know what I do, huh? I do. You can, you can interview yourself. <laughs> yeah, just I'm I'm waiting for you to ask me, but you know, maybe maybe it's going to be the same question. I don't. I, I'll just I'll, I'll be psychic for a second. Um, well, you know, people usually come to me when they believe that they should be further along in their life than they are, either financially or personally, and I help them find what's holding them back from making the money they want or becoming personally fulfilled. And so I do that with a technique called Theta Healing, which is a simple meditation that allows you to access your subconscious mind, find those bottom beliefs, the I'm nothings, I'm worthless, I'm unworthy, and energetically shift those and 
find these trapped emotions that we have like regret, like trauma, like anger, and release them and replace them with unconditional love, understanding, and compassion. Mm. And what happens is when you can shift the deepest and most damaging beliefs that you have about yourself into the most powerful and positive ones, and when you can release these, you know, duck emotions that, you know, become toxic when they stay there too long and replace them with the most supportive ones, then you get this, you know, chain reaction of goodness that comes into your life. So you become, you feel lighter and better. You start making, you know, decisions in support of yourself and, and the dynamics in your relationships change. It's really wonderful. And you yourself are a recipient of your own brilliance, right? You used Theta Healing to heal your anxiety many years ago, uh, financial issues many years ago, and, and other things along the way. So you actually intimately know this besides delivering it to people on the regular. Is that right? Absolutely. I had anxiety for six years and it was, it was intense. I would say it was at a, about an 11 and I was in therapy for about a year and a half and brought it down to about a three, I said, but I still woke up terrified every day. I felt, I felt terrified, but nobody knew because, you know, it's just sort of kicked back and people just saw me as who I was. And it wasn't like I was telling a lot of people about this. So um, I had watched a friend of mine really transform her life in a very short period of time using something called Theta Healing. And I decided to take the three-day class. And after the class, without even having any intention for that to change, because I just thought, okay, this is, this is the long haul. I have no idea how long it's going to last or if it's going to last forever by then. And my anxiety was gone. And it was the first time in six years that my body was out of fight or flight. So that I flipped out and just signed up for every class that I could. And um, eventually it was interesting because three weeks later, some of the symptoms came back, some of the shaky stuff came back. But by then I was in classes and I was doing it and I just kept chipping it away, kept chipping it away until it just left. And I, I can't even tell you when it left. It just slowly or, or very gently, not even it just very gently left until I just never noticed it again. It was pretty remarkable. Wow. That's serious. Master Theta Healer, Karen Abrams. Yes. And then last, but certainly not least, is the amazing Fran Fisher. Fran, welcome to Dare to Dream. And it's so good to have you. Good afternoon and uh, pleasure to be here. And nice to be celebrating. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing today. We're celebrating this amazing book and win. And I want to know from you, you're, you are the most interesting human I've met in so long. And what I love about you, Fran, is how much duality, like that's what makes you so fascinating. You've got this and that and this and that, and, and it's, you know, and I don't want to give too much away, but so just tell us about who you are and what you do out in the world. Oh, gosh. Uh, so which path shall I take that would be more interesting? Do the, the duality. duality. <laughs> okay. Um, in the, out in the world, I am both an RN, a practicing RN in the operating room. I love plastic surgery. Just happens to be now my favorite. And um, I am a clinical sexologist. I have a, a 
a private practice in um, sexuality counseling. And I do workshops, did one this morning actually for uh, the Cancer Coalition in New York. And um, mostly recently, I'm the last year actually because of COVID, because everything's kind of getting a little bit more uh, refined into what you specialize in. I seem to be specializing this year in uh, speaking to cancer patients. And, um, and I, I, I really seem to have a passion and a, and a, a, an affiliation for that, even though, thank God, I've never ha actually had to deal with it. Um, but I, I love talking to people who have been severely impacted, their intimacy, their relationship, their personal relationships with themselves due to uh, the treatment. And it comes from being the nurse the operating room nurse over all these years. I feel like I've had my hands in every human orifice and never once had the, uh, the sensitivity or training or even awareness for so long to say, gosh, how are we going to, how is it gonna be for you going home with no breasts or a penis that doesn't work or, you know, all the things that we do to our patients and, and really just say, well, that's not our business. That's what the surgeons will say. That's what the, all the doctors, well, my job is to save your life, not to worry about what happens when you go home. And so now it's really wonderful at this stage and age in my life to look at it from both sides now and, and have the, the training and the age and the ex life experience to um, to be able to please God help more people. It's my passion now to just be useful for the rest of my life. And before you did all of this, uh, you were in the religious world, is this correct? I came from a really deeply religious background. I was a raised Catholic and I was I spent time in my very early years as a Roman Catholic nun. And so the duality, the contrast of that to this is, is quite, I mean, it's almost like it, you don't realize it, but you become like the hunchback of Notre Dame with the back, the, 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 this thing on my back that I never really realized I had it, but it, it's comfortable now. And, and I love the spiritual side of, of all of us. We just don't know exactly how it's going to change and, uh, and redirect itself, but I love being with these people, with all of the, your, your group and yourself, because it's deeply spiritual mm. and not religious, because I can't kind of, I can't really say I want to be religious in the traditional sense anymore. But there's a, you, I think personally, I'd be awfully foolish to think there wasn't a, a greater energy than um, than we take for granted in this, you know, in our, in lots of people's worlds. Yeah. I think it's so big. It's so, it's so much more than it, I, in my miniature little way can appreciate, but I'm constantly striving to know more and understand more. And, um, and it's, it's wonderful. I know, I know I'm not doing this on my own is what I mean. It feels directed and driven. And like each of the other people say, there's a force greater than ourselves that directs traffic. And um, and I just keep on waking up every morning and wondering which traffic light to follow today. <laughs> so beautiful. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit. Let me tell the, the listeners this. Let's give them a little bit of 411 so they understand. When I say we're celebrating this book, what I mean. So for those of you who would like to get a copy of the book and 
learn more in the chapters about each of these authors. It is called The Untold Secret to My Transformation. As of right now, it is in Australia, number one, 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 and number one in hot new releases. One, one, one means all the categories, right? And you can do as many as three categories in Amazon. So that's really good. It's in Brazil also. It's topping the charts and also number one in hot releases. In Canada, number one across the board, number one in hot new releases. In Denmark, it is topping the charts, number one in hot new releases. Italy, c'è la luna mezzo mare. It's doing very well in all the categories. Uh, this is where we've hit international bestseller. Also the UK, thank you so much United Kingdom. Same, number one across the board and number one in hot new releases. In the UK also in paperback. So we're talking about Kindle ebook and paperback, one, and the US won, won, won in all our rankings um, in Kindle, number one in hot new releases. And finally, woohoo, US paperback. We are charting in the Amazon print book categories bestseller. This is significant. That's a lot of countries. And we thank all the readers out there. And we want to bring more into the fold because this book was about sharing and opening our hearts to change and how you might as well. So I'm going to popcorn this. And with the time we have, let's just see how many questions I can get in there. So answer is, let's say as quickly as you can and volley it to the next person. I want to know first, when there was the conversation, let's write a book, let's write an anthology. It's only four authors. So the chapters are significant, right? They're not just little, <laughs> they're really, you really can deep dive with somebody. So the untold secret to my transformation, what inspired you to write your chapter? And just briefly, what is your chapter about? And I open this up to whomever would like to share. I'll go. I think I'm... Uh... So what inspired me to write what I did? Um, and just I mean, tell us your name for people who are listening on podcasts. Just say, I'm Karen and maybe the name of your chapter and what inspired you. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Karen Abrams. And uh, I remember, I just have to share. I remember this quote from a songwriter who was getting interviewed on, on KCRW. And he said, the mother of all creation is a check and a deadline. And... Uh, <laughs> I wrote the check, but you put in the deadline there, honey. So it was, uh, it was, uh, I thought about it for a long time and floated around. And since I deal so many with so many people and unbeknownst to me, I, I found out that a lot of, when I took a poll from all of my clients, a lot of them had issues with money and it wasn't something that I was holding out a, hanging out a shingle for or anything. And so I thought that was kind of interesting because it was such a deep, uh, deep issue for me. And it was something that I mucked up pretty well in my early adulthood. And so I decided that maybe I should go down that road and see, you know, what if I explored how my money issues became my money issues. And then I thought also about, because in this work that I do, we also talk about the, and honor that ancestral influence that's on us. And so we are, we, you know, when we're, when we're walking through our life, we have a lot of board of direct, there's a lot of people on our board of directors and ancestors are some of them and, and, and all these other, uh, you know, our past lives and our soul and ourselves. And, and so 
there's a lot that goes into all the decisions and the reactions that we have. And so I thought, wouldn't that be interesting to look at money issues as also an ancestral issue, as an ancestral journey? And so I went back and I talked about what happened with me. And then I talk about, I go back and through my family history and all the significant legs of it in the last, all the way to great grandparents and decided to just look at that and see how did that, how did that parallel with what happened to me or how I reacted to what happened to me? And I thought it was a really interesting dive. It was a really great deep dive. And I actually learned so much from it and became very empowered by the whole thing. Because I know we always talk about, oh, well, you know, my relatives were really poor. They were so poor. There's poverty everywhere and poor and poor and poverty, right? And that definitely has it, especially when like I'm second generation American on one side and third on the other. So it's easy to, to come with nothing. You know, we all have those stories of coming with nothing. But it was really interesting to find out all the success they were having back in the old countries and how and what were they able to replicate it? Were they not, you know, and all the sorts of things that happened and all of those stories, the successes and um, and the challenges they had and the and the poverty they had and all of that just was very, uh, I don't know, it left me very impressed and, and newly, uh, newly re-energized and reconnected to my ancestors and knowing about my history. It was wonderful. You know, I... I use you as an example. In fact, I taught a class today for the amazing Christopher Van Buren, who invited me to come speak to his authors, speakers, and coaches, and teach them about being interviewed. And one of the questions one of the students had is, well, you know, Debbie, you talk about moving the needle. So how can I stand out if I'm on podcast interview guest or speaking on stage or anything else, but what, what would make me different? What would make someone take notice? And I use you as an example because I said, take money. You could have 10 people who pitch being interviewed on podcasts about money. And okay, you know, we all kind of hear the same information about getting out of debt and doing this and doing that and how to create abundance. And at some point, like we've heard it, we need something different. What's your niche? What makes you stand out? And I said, Karen, and Karen has a story about money no one's ever heard before. So I talk about how you had your problems, you had your index card of these beliefs, these aberrant beliefs that were taking you in the worst places financially. And then you chose to take a look at your ancestry as far back as you could go and take a look at their life, their finances and their love relationships and their familial relationships and wounds. And based on that, you were able to connect all these problems you were seeing in your life that have been carried forward thank you so much from your family. And I thought it was genius. And then the healing that you had therein by doing this. And so I, I talk about that as a point of reference that that's how you stick out. That's how you take a subject everybody knows and you make it completely different and interesting. You've got a story there and then everybody can start to think how might I heal in that way too. So kudos to you. And it really is an amazing story. It's, it's very powerful. Thank you so much. It was it was fun to write, a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And and, and also, I just want to add that that you made it so much easier to write because when I was thinking about it, I thought I would have enough for like four pages or something. <laughs> and, like, and I just thought, how am I going to fill this? And the more information that you gave about how to write a page turner, the more information about how to be inspired and move into all of these directions, I felt my brain just kind of and just open up in this new way. So instead of going, 
oh gosh, here I am. It's so many pages to write. It's all this is going to be so, you know, this is going to be like finals. It felt really exciting and, and diving deep in there and having your advice along the way really made a huge difference and energized me really nicely as I was going. It was always these nice, even boosts that were pushing me forward. So thank you for that. I really, really deeply appreciate that. Honored. And Barbara, how about you? What, um, what inspired you to do this? This is your first book, if you will, as a big deal. Like you really stepped up to the plate. Uh, thank you. I say you helped to not only inspire, but guide my brain to say this could happen. So I want to thank you. It's it, um, I didn't know somebody could actually cajole a, a, my sometimes unruly brain to go in a direction of actually getting something on paper. Um, my chapter is called, my name is Barbara, my chapter is called Pearls of a Transformation. And I thought, well, that's almost trite, but it was just so true. <laughs> and I got inspired to do it because I was watching a lot of my clients struggle with their issues where things weren't quite coming, going the way they wanted. They may have studied manifesting. They may have studied, uh, you know, surrendering to the divine, to divine order. Whatever it is that they studied wasn't quite happening. And then I was thinking, wait, I teach this and I, I fold it in. I need to give my clients a better framework for this. And I call it a pearl. Um, and talk about necessity as the mother of invention. Uh, as a young person, I started to learn that I was going to have to create things from nothing. And as my life unfolded, each time I created something from nothing, um, I kind of built a, 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 a <clears throat> necklace of pearls uh, so that I could go back and remember. And it, I studied psychology <clears throat> and metaphysics combined and I, and, the, and they were sometimes fighting. And what, what it was about is like gentle psychology, but pull in the metaphysics, bring that metaphysical stuff into the world so you can actually uh, do something way different. So I found, I just started telling my own stories of how suddenly out of the blue, I was given uh, a visa to stay in Brazil. That's in my book, in my chapter or suddenly out of the blue because, but I, it was a surrender in a certain energy field. And you were asking earlier about energy fields. I bring energy fields together and I bring uh, the metaphysics into the, into the situation and, and teach people to bring the, their own metaphysics in and go, go against their psychology a little bit because the psychology we may not get very much traction on that for a while and that's somebody else's job. But inside, you can go from a place where you're not having things happen to a place of happening. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I, my, my chapter is about using pearls, using all the times that you things have happened that you didn't expect could happen. I didn't include how I actually passed my Brazilian driver's test, but it was by praying because I didn't know enough Portuguese to pass the test either. It was like, okay. And they wouldn't let me bring my translator that I brought with me. <laughs> and so in order to get do the eye chart, it just came to me, just sign it. I just gave her sign language. She accepted it <laughs> wow. as long as I could see. And also I understood the rules. That was all they cared about. But to, to let yourself be inspired for answers and not expect it to be 
labor intensive all the time. And I also get people to like, my work is to help people get to a place they can do that better too. So that's, but that doesn't mean you can't do it just by, by reading the chapter, which is meant to actually put you in a frame of mind to be able to do it. Yeah, and I so think like, you know, that, that uh, phrase lead by example is so apropos here because there's your chapter and there's the story and there's, you know, this great journey that takes place. And for me, I can say as a reader, there's also this concurrent piece of leading by example. You, I've told you this before, you're a really hell yes person. And you could say that, you know, as far as like, mm, you know, button down the hatches kind of thing. I don't mean that. I mean that I think you create miracles in the face of something that seems impossible. And that's, that's another piece that people get is just by your beingness, like who you choose to be, how you choose to handle situations, what you choose to do about them, handle them. It's incredible what unfolds. And I think there's a lot of education in that too. Thank you. Yeah. And Fran Fisher, F oh, to the I second so degree. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're also, it's really incredible people and stories. And your chapter, and here's another great thing about the book, so different, no two alike. I love that you have a title transformation and to see where everybody went with it. Like, not only is there something for every reader, but there is something any reader will get so much on so many levels. So tell us what inspired you to write the particular chapter that you did? Well, I told you I was really grateful. I've always, I've, I've written uh, other books, uh, but they've all been nonfiction. And I thought this would be a good opportunity because it was only 37 pages, not an entire book that I could really get into it. Well, it just didn't work. There seems to be so many things that I need to process. And so I just, what was it, three weeks before publication day? I said, would it be too late to try to change my topic? And I chose the heroism of being different because it occurred to me, as you said, the duality of my life, the contrasts that were actually in the end what I felt, what an amazing opportunity to just sit with and and it wrote itself really that it was it's my life it, it's the the contrast from going from this rigid catholic world of no's and thou shalt not and shame and guilt and and all the restrictions put upon us as young women and um and then to grow up marrying an atheist after having come straight out of the convent with all the challenges that came with that um and and to be able to touch on each one of them and and develop it and evolve in in what turned out to be actual chapters which was it was extraordinary and then by the end roll it all into one to say crikey what transformations what? how did it happen and it actually was i have to say one of the the titles subtitles that were suggested over the time that we were putting all this together was the heroism of being different and in the end it said pick me pick me um that is my story is that in the end to be brave enough to stand up and say 
mean, I know this, nobody's going to like it. You know, my family said, oh, we're so devastated. How could you do this? And my brother-in-law, why are you, why are you studying sexuality? And what's going on? What are you doing, Fran? We've heard you have to sleep with six women to get your master's. I'm so, no, you, we heard you have to sleep with six women for this. I said, oh, no, that was my master's. That I had that. <laughs> I'm doing a PhD. It's 12 women. I'm like, no, don't be so ridiculous. Of course, I don't have to do that. But it, that's the kind of, you know, the journey. And that's not in the book, but it, <laughs> it should have been. But that's um, that. It was such a, a a relief to write it, and in the end, I put the last you know the last dot, and you, and then I immediately was. I'm surprised that I went to bed last night, launch night, with a kind of a fear of, oh my God, you've done it again, Fran. <laughs> you've done yeah. it again. I'm waiting for the phones to ring, but I know that my friends in Ireland and my nursing friends all over the world are. I'm like this is great we can't wait to read it and I'm like well I hope when you've read it you'll still want to be friends with me. I think what your chapter does for me is there's such a deep appreciation for humanity I've always said that when we end up having a gift out to the world that it almost not always but very often comes through an early wound and that because we are so brave, we take on that issue to heal it. And it's not an easy journey, it's a hero or heroine's journey to take on and piece at a time. And when we come out the other side, we're completely different, right? We have a different point of view, different beliefs, different experience, different choices of ways of being and who we'll be with and what we'll do. It's, it's huge. This is like real transformation. And so, when I read your story, first of all, as someone who is my student, I suddenly could understand so much about you. And it's amazing the life you were born into and the time you were born into it and some of the mores and the ways they treated people and believed and so forth. It was a lot. And, um, and yet, you know, you're clearly very funny throughout the book, even as a kid, and the way you think and the way you, you, you still retain that, even into adulthood. And it is true about being different, the very choices you've made so powerful to keep recreating yourself and finding who is Fran and where does Fran's soul exist, and then very bravely being that. So, you know, kudos, it's great. And you have them listen to this so that they know how lovable you are <laughs> okay thank and you. that you didn't sleep. thank you for the opportunity That's thank strong. you you did not sleep with 18 people to get to get no. your your master's your phd i love that that is so beautiful but you know that could be a title of another book <laughs> just saying um and let's see art let's bring art on and art tell us well, you are the art of transformation. So right. how did you decide your chapter? What inspired you to get the flow and to pick what you did? Oh, and, and I'm Art Geister. My chapter is the art of transformation. And I, I started off a little bit like Fran, a bit differently. And then I realized, like when I give a talk, I always warn people, I go, I never give, I never just give a talk. It's always my goal is people 
have some transformation right there listening to it. And as I wrote my chapter, I thought, I'm not going to be happy with it unless I think that by reading it, people can change their lives. I mean, that's just the way I am. So um, my goal, and, and I'm on a, on a mission, a kind of a mini revolution. I, I, and, and I want to be clear about this. I think there's so many people teaching wonderful things about spirituality and energy work. And but most of them are, are very rigid and serious. And they're telling you, this is the truth. This is the way and your chakra looks exactly like this. And it should be this color and it should spin like this. And they do a lot of good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think any of that's true. I, I think that we live in a world that's multidimensional and complex and beautiful. And that personal growth and spirituality, even when your life is pretty screwed up, should be fun. The, the change part should be fun, should be easy. And I think people are just making it way too hard. And somebody used to teach with me said, you know, part of the thing about energetic NLP art is people enter this world of playful transformation. And even just the concepts that you teach open people up. So I thought, well, I'm going to put some of the major concepts in this chapter and hopefully not pack too much in and try to make it fun and enjoyable. But I really want people to get this just a few ideas in there that they don't need to believe. I just want them to explore them. I don't want them to believe anything, but I want them to explore the ideas. And if when people get into it, they catapult their personal spiritual growth and they do it in a way that's authentic because in energetic NLP, we always want people to get in touch with information from their spirit and their deep inner human wisdom. I make people take a pledge in the energetic NLP programs not to believe anything I tell them. And they start laughing. I mean, I don't want you to believe anything I'm saying. I want you to explore it and find your own truth. So I was trying to bring that in. And, and like I say, I, I write, I'm trying to write like I, I talk because I, I realized when I started doing public speaking and um, workshops, the people told me they, when I got off of doing it right and being a good presenter and was just the same way on stage that I am, like, like two colleagues of mine went, you're the same on stage as you are in our living room. And, uh, and, and then we love it. And so that, that's my superpower is just to be that wherever I am. And so I'm glad it's starting to come through in my writing. And again, that's a lot of your influence in there too. Mm. Open me up to doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it's always pleasurable to read something and energetically feel shifted. I don't understand that, by the way, uh, but I understand what it feels like. I know I've not felt that very often, and I could, you know, maybe name one other author that like I feel puddled, like my DNA gets puddled. And this is a good mm -hmm. thing, by the way. But when an energy healer is there's I don't know something very palpable that stuff is rearranging while you read. Um, it's very calming too. And so here's- oh, Can I just say please. real quick that I forgot, to, that I mean for it to be a portal to the energy work. Mm -hmm. So it is my intention that by reading it, people connect with the energy. And I put a link in there. I put some videos online for people who bought the, buy the book that will take them through some of the processes. Yeah, okay. So there's lots of bonuses even inside of the yeah. book. That's great. And I let's just uh, go back the way we ish we came. We'll start with you, Art Geyser, The Art of Transformation. And I want to know, this is Dare to Dream, right? So behind the spirituality and the transformation of this show is really the idea 
and I have strong beliefs about this because I've had my own journey around this, that we really are given an inspiration. And that's that excited feeling in the belly of I want to create a dream. And then, of course, if we don't, (laughs) there's plenty of other people on the planet that Mm -hmm. can be given Mm -hmm. that inspiration, too. So I think it's really important to harness that salt and pepper it and make that dream come true. I know that all of you had a dream to write a book. Now, as Fran said, she's written before, so she's been there, done that. But we'll get to her in a little bit of a different way. But still, the question sticks, which is, if this was your dare to dream, to write, to be published, and my goodness, you guys hit it out of the ballpark, eight-time international bestseller, hot new releases on Amazon, you know, US, UK, Brazil, Denmark, Italy, uh, Canada, and on and mm-hmm. on, paperback, ebook, this is a big splash. So for your first time up at bat, you know, bravo. For your dream, your writing dream, your author dream, What talk to me, what has this meant for you? And possibly how has it changed you? Yeah, I, well, a couple of things. In the back of my head, I think I've always thought of myself as a writer. But I, um, but I, and I would enjoy when I'd write short little things, but I would never like write a, you know, a book or finish it and that kind of thing. And the dream to me is, is it's a way to really get transformation out in the world. Um, I think the world's, I'm not alone in thinking this, of course, you know, there's so much going on in the world right now. And on one level, it's a lot of crises, but another level, it's these incredible opportunities and it, like a lot of people who are in energy work and spirituality, I feel like humanity is trying to go to a whole new level. And I think writing this book with, with all of you, a lot of it was about we're all contributing to that, to, to people really doing their part to really transforming human consciousness. So that, that's the dream to me. And then on a more self-interested level, yeah, I, I, I hope a lot more people will find my work and um, the right people will be attracted to it because I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can. So what does it mean for you, Art, going forward as far as your dream of writing your own book? Is there any influence there or confidence that was built because of this? Yeah, when I, a couple of years ago, when I wrote the first draft of my book, some of it I really liked, but a lot of it, it was sort of like 40% I really liked and the other part was kind of dry. And I would get into, a friend of mine said, you, when you teach, you're really fun. When you write, sometimes you get professorial. And, um, and this has really helped me, like the feedback you gave me at the beginning, I loved is that I wanted to reflect more how I am in the workshops, how I am with people, because that's what, what gets through to people and that's what they love. So writing the chapter, um, Every now and then made me miserable, but um, but most of the time I enjoyed it, and um, and it really opened up that ability to, you know, okay, because it was short to kind of go, well, how do I put my personality into this? How do I make it more interesting? And I, you know, and I, I, it, it really progressed me a lot. So now that I'm going back and finishing rewriting my book, it's 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 just more alive. Everything's more alive. Mm, alive. I love that. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, that's exciting. Yeah. 
So Fran, you are somebody who has written. You've published before. You've you've been around the book block as an as an author, as a writer. How is this different? And how is this going to influence your book? Because your book is almost ready to go out. How has this changed you? Oh, actually, you know what it's done is to uh, make me stop a little bit like art um, is to stop and relook at this. I, I have very little, I feel, feel of my emotional body in this other than the um, maybe the nuts and bolts and gloom of a lot of this. And I, I think there's, there's opportunities for a lot more fun. I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm doing edits to just check it out. But I really think in the next iteration, which I have to, I have to get done fairly shortly, is to do almost every part of this story and bring a lot more joy, a lot more, a lot more passion uh, allow it to actually breathe and bring bring actual life into it because it it, it feels like I'm, I, I just regurgitated life you know and because I, I have never done uh, I've never done nonfiction um, and and a lot of this I could fictionalize you know to to make it more fun bigger more joyous and and make it into something that people would it would be a page turner and not like oh good god can we just tear these pages out and set fire to them um <laughs> to make people want to turn it over to say oh good let's see how she gets out of this one as opposed to oh god i hope she gets out of this one and so how has it changed it's changed me entirely um and i don't quite know how you know check this story in six months time yes excellent exactly thank you for the opportunity it's changed it's just I've never written anything like this before and I'm so I don't know the template is here but who knows and Barbara you are also a first timer and you were sharing earlier you just thought, how am I ever going to do this? And you felt a little unfocused. So now the dream is true. You wrote, you publish, you're an international best-selling author. The book is doing very well. What does creating that dream mean to you? And how will it influence your writing going forward? I think it, it just reminded me of uh, learning to drive a motorcycle. How did that, work? how does that relate? Is that I remember my teacher said, you know, all you have to do is, you know, get the pieces, start with the pieces, learn the pieces. And then the first time it comes all together and you just got, you know, like you zoom down the road and you stop. Okay. And you start up. Okay. You will just have that feeling that you can do it. And I think the writing of the chapter was like that. Here's the nuts. Here's the bolts. Here's the other stuff. I can do this. This is not out of my Ballywick. Plus, it reminded me that I did learn to drive a motorcycle and survived. And um, <laughs> the other thing that came to mind as, as you were speaking and everything is, uh, I was told once that it, it's all, it could be fanciful and it might not be, but I was last on Atlantis and that we came back to, to do it right this time. And the whole idea, like Art said, is we're going to be recreating a world. And one of the things that comes to mind when we recreate it could we do it right this time <laughs> and sustain it, it please Keep sustainable it healthy. Uh, uh luminous can we watch out for these crazy problems that can come in because the you know i i saw that the brain 
chemistry, uh, if I were to give my imagery of Atlantis, the brain chemistry started to change. We needed to readjust things. We needed to, uh, to you know, go back into our hearts again and start uh, operating from a better place. Not woo woo. You know, I, I agree with with, uh, with with Art's thing is no woo, not woo woo, but all the stuff that that's good about it. We need to include and uh, <laughs> revealing like Fran was revealing and opening up like Karen was. It was like everybody in this group just inspired me. So the idea is this: this could be this was here. I am stuck in rural Brazil at the moment. <laughs> and I said, oh, when I walk out of here, I wanna have something I'm going to be ready to do that's gonna be a, a gift to the world. So mm. that's what it did to me, thanks. Yeah. And you know, I'm so curious, if you take the woo out of woo-woo, what do you have left? It's like, <laughs> is yeah. it like, is it like a tree falling in a forest or something? <laughs> I think together we should make <laughs> a question to ponder for the spiritual. Okay. Well, and Karen, also, I know you are working on your book. And this was your first foray out into publishing and very successfully done, I might add. How has this creation of a dream been for you, the timing of it? And as well as what it inspires you going forward? Well, I think one of the biggest things that came out of this is that I can do it. And having this, even though, you know, it's just a chapter for me, that was a really long story. And so I felt really like I dug down deep and got in there and did it and didn't stop and Believe me, I had many nights where I, I thought, well, you know what, it, I, it would be uncomfortable, but there's probably a way I could either extend the deadline or get out. You know, I mean, I think we all kind of have those moments where you're just like, oh gosh, I, I just, this is, how is this possibly going to happen? And I think that's the progress in any challenge, you know, when you've got a big hill in front of you, am I really going to be able to do this? And a little bit at a time and you're in the middle and you're like, oh, I can't go up. I can't go down. What am I going to do? So you know, I feel really empowered by completing it or being able to dive in and do the best that I absolutely could in, um, in the time that we had to do it in. And I, I thought that, um, I don't know, I'm proud of myself and, and it feels good to do that. And I think it also, because there were so many things, you know, life doesn't just happen for one thing. And if this is the only thing I had to do, then that would have been different, right? There were so many things around this time of creating this and part of doing this became a haven to be able to dive in with this, even though there were, like I said, there was a due date, but it also felt really fun to dive in and just be somewhere completely different inside of it. And it also made, it inspired me because I realized I barely knew anything about certain relatives. I barely knew anything about some of my family history. And I only knew enough to like fill up a, you know, a shot glass with some of them. And it was like, wow, I, I went back and I started talking to my cousins and finding out all of these things that I really want to delve even deeper. So I feel much more connected to my family, to my history and, and so I think that helps me move forward to and understand myself in a different way than I did before. And I, I love that. And I, I feel very lucky to have, to have been able to experience that. And it makes me understand that 
writing a book is attainable and it's completely doable. And I, I have to say, I always knew I was going to write a book, but it was so far out there. It's sort of, you know, like, oh, well, maybe I'll, you know, get to Japan one day, or maybe I'll get to Australia one day or whatever. And you just have these lofty thoughts that, that uh, you never know if you're ever going to do or you're not going to do. And, and this, now I know this will happen and I'm going to be, and I can already say that I'm an author and, and as much as I knew I was a songwriter and I'm an artist that way and a healer and a teacher, I didn't know really that I could be an author or that I could write. So this has been a, a wonderful, incredible journey so far. Yeah, so far. And it's incredible. I, I could say to check it off your list when it's in your heart, your, your bucket heart list of things to do. But it's so much more for those of us who become authors because of what it creates out in the world for us and because of us, because we took the time to give birth to something like that. And I always say, as we all do in our business, you don't have to know how. You need to sometimes know the right person, right, to show you the way. All you need to have is the want, the desire, and the rest is so possible and doable. I will make uh, an offer to the listeners, anybody who's inspired to, by these incredible people and what they've done, uh, celebrating them as I am right now in manifesting this incredible book and this incredible read and this international bestseller. If you also would like to write a book and you would like to join the book writing membership, which meets monthly, Go to debbiedashinger.com slash visible visionaries. And it's D-E-B-B-I-D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com. And then one word slash visible visionaries. And you can join us there and also get your work and your heart's bucket list out into the world. It really does feel good. I want to end this on um, art. I'm going to bring you back for a minute here, right at the end, uh, because you wrote to me earlier today. And you shared something, and I honestly don't think a lot of people know this. So this book, which is called The Untold Secret to My Transformation, a spiritual, sexy, financially freeing journey, is available on Amazon as a softcover print book, as well as a Kindle ebook, as most books are. Will you explain what, uh, for people who think a Kindle is just a, an ebook, a Kindle, what, is, what else is possible? Just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I was surprised talking to a group of friends last night that none of them, all of them go, well, I don't own a Kindle. And I go, well, it's a free app and you can use it on an iPhone, Android phone, and you can use it on a Windows computer, Apple computer. We've got an app for all of those, maybe even for Chromebooks, I don't know. So anybody can use, if you have any of those devices, you download the Kindle app. In fact, I, I never use my Kindle, I use my iPad because I like the app better on my iPad than I do on the Kindle. And for people who go, I don't think I'd like an electronic book. Once you get into them, they're really incredible. You know, they, have a lot, they have a lot of uh, advantages. So. so let's all say goodbye to the beautiful listeners and watchers and thank them for their support. Mm -hmm. For those, go ahead and wave. And for those who would like to get this book and enjoy these amazing authors, The Untold Secret to My Transformation. And it's got the world's best subtitle.
a spiritual, <laughs> sexy, financially freeing journey. I'll never be tired of saying it. Go to Amazon and get your copy there. Also, if you prefer a regular bookstore, you can just uh, over the counter, give it to the clerk and they will order it for you. And I think it's delivered in a day. I end this show with this thought to all listeners. May the next few months be a period of magnificent transformation. We wish this to all of you. Subscribe to the Dare to Dream number one transformation conversation. Please tune in again next week as I will be featuring the amazing Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. She is an expert on frequency mastered, and we're going to deep dive into the place where science meets possibility. Thank you so much for joining us on Dare to Dream. It's always an honor and a pleasure. And remember, don't just dare to dream, dare to turn all your dreams into your possibility, because you can. <laughs>